0: Thursday, July the 11th. Without mother love, no creation could continue. Nothing is entirely physical, nor yet entirely metaphysical. One presupposes the other and explains the other. All theists agree that there is a background to this visible universe. They differ as to the nature or character of that background. Materialists say there is no background. In all religions the superconscious state is identical. Hindus, Christians, Mohammedans, Buddhists, and even those of no creed all have the very same experience when they transcend the body. The purest Christians in the world were established in India by the Apostle Thomas, about 25 years after the death of Jesus. This was while the Anglo-Saxons were still savages, painting their bodies and living in caves. The Christians in India once numbered about 3 million, but now there are about 1 million. Christianity is always propagated by the sword. How wonderful that the disciples of such a gentle soul should kill so much. The three missionary religions are the Buddhists, Mohammedan and Christian. The three older ones, Hinduism, Judaism and Zoroastrianism, never sought to make converts. Buddhists never killed but converted three quarters of the world at one time, by pure gentleness. The Buddhists were the most logical agnostics. You can really stop nowhere between nihilism and absolutism. The Buddhists were intellectually all destroyers, carrying their theory to its ultimate logical issue. The Advaitists also worked out their theory to its logical conclusion and reached the absolute, one identified unit substance, out of which all phenomena are being manifested. Both Buddhists and Advaitists have a feeling of identity and non-identity at the same time. One of these feelings must be false and the other true. The nihilist puts the reality in non identity. The realist puts the reality in identity. And this is the fight which occupies the whole world. This is the tug of war. The realist asks How does the nihilist get any idea of identity? How does the revolving light appear a circle? A point of rest alone explains motion. The nihilist can never explain the genesis of the delusion that there is a background. Neither can the idealist explain how the one becomes the many. The only explanation must come from beyond the sense plane. We must rise to the superconscious, to a state entirely beyond sense perception. That metaphysical power is the further instrument that the idealist alone can use. He can experience the Absolute. The man Vivekananda can resolve himself into the Absolute and then come back to the man again. For him then, the problem is solved, and secondarily for others, for he can show the way to others Thus religion begins where philosophy ends. The good of the world will be that what is now superconscious for us will in ages to come be the conscious for all. Religion is, therefore, the highest work the world has, and because man has unconsciously felt this, he has clung through all the ages to the idea of religion. Religion The great Milch cow has given many kicks, but never mind, it gives a great deal of milk. The milkman does not mind the kick of the cow which gives much milk. Religion is the greatest child to be born, the great moon of realisation. Let us feed it and help it grow, and it will become a giant. King desire and king knowledge fought, and just as the latter was about to be defeated, he was reconciled to Queen Upanishad, and a child was born to him, Realization, who saved the victory to him. Love concentrates all the power of the will, without effort, as when a man falls in love with a woman. The path of devotion is natural and pleasant. Philosophy is taking the mountain stream back to its source by force. It is a quicker method, but very hard. Philosophy says, check everything. Devotion says, give up all to the stream, have eternal self-surrender. It is a longer way, but easier and happier. Thine am I forever, henceforth. Whatever I do, it is Thou doing it. No more is there any me or mine. Having no money to give, no brains to learn, no time to practice yoga, to Thee, O sweet One, I give myself, to Thee my body and mind. No amount of ignorance or wrong ideas can put a barrier between the soul and God. Even if there be no God, still hold fast to love. It is better to die seeking a God than as a dog seeking only carrion. Choose the highest ideal and give your life up to that. Death being so certain, it is the highest thing to give up life for a great purpose. Love will painlessly attain to philosophy. Then after knowledge comes para bhakti, Supreme Devotion. Knowledge is critical and makes a great fuss over everything. But love says, God will show his real nature to me and accepts all. Rabia Rabia sick upon her bed by two saints was visited. Holy Malek, Hassan wise, men of Mark in Muslim eyes. Hassan said, whose prayer is pure will God's chastisements endure. Malik from a deeper sense uttered his experience. He who loves his master's choice will in chastisement rejoice. Rabia saw some selfish will in their maxims lingering still and replied, O men of grace, he who sees his master's face will not in his prayers recall that he is chastised at all. Persian Poem Friday, July the 12th, Shankara's Commentary Fourth Vyasa Sutra Atman is the aim of all. The Ishvara is to be known from the Vedanta. All Vedas point to him, who is the cause, the creator, preserver and destroyer. Ishvara is the unification of the Trinity, known as Brahma, Vishnu and Shiva, which stands at the head of the Hindu pantheon. Thou art our Father who takest us to the other shore of the dark ocean. Disciples' words to the Master. The Vedas cannot show you Brahman. You are that already. They can only help to take away the veil that hides the truth from our eyes. The first veil to vanish is ignorance. And when that is gone, sin goes. Next desire ceases. Selfishness ends. And all misery disappears. This cessation of ignorance can only come when I know that God and I are one. In other words, identify yourself with Atman, not with human limitations. Disidentify yourself with the body, and all pain will cease. This is the secret of healing. The universe is a case of hypnotization. Dehypnotize yourself and cease to suffer. In order to be free, we have to pass through vice to virtue and then get rid of both. Tamas is to be conquered by rajas. Both are to be submerged in sattva. Then go beyond the three qualities. Reach a state where your very breathing is a prayer. Whenever you learn, gain anything from another man's words know that you had the experience in a previous existence, because experience is the only teacher. With all powers comes further misery, so kill desire. Getting any desire is like putting a stick into a net of hornets. Vairagyam is finding out that desires are but gilded balls of poison. Mind is not God. Shankara, Tattva Aham Brahmasmi. Thou art that, I am Brahman. When a man realises this, all the knots of his heart are cut asunder, all his doubts vanish. Fearlessness is not possible as long as we have even God over us. We must be God. What is disjoined will be forever disjoined. If you're separate from God, then you can never be one with him, and vice versa. If by virtue you're joined to God, when that ceases, disjunction will come. The junction is eternal, and virtue only helps to remove the veil. We are asad, free. We must realize it. Whom the self chooses means that we are the self and choose ourselves. Does seeing depend upon our own efforts or does it depend upon something outside? It depends upon ourselves. Our efforts take off the dust. The mirror does not change. There is neither knower knowing nor known he who knows that he does not know knows it he who has a theory knows nothing the idea that we are bound is only an illusion religion is not of this world it is heart cleansing and its effect on this world is secondary Freedom is inseparable from the nature of the Atman. This is ever pure, ever perfect, ever unchangeable. This Atman you can never know. We can say nothing about the Atman, but not this, not this. Brahman is that which we can never drive out by any power of mind or imagination. Shankara The universe is thought, and the Vedas are the words of this thought. We can create and uncreate this whole universe. Repeating the words, the unseen thought is aroused, and as a result, a seen effect is produced. This is the claim of a certain sect of Karmis. They think that each one of us is a creator. Pronounce the words, the thought which corresponds will arise and the result will become visible. Thought is the power of the word. The word is the expression of the thought, say Mimamsakas, a Hindu philosophical sect. Saturday, July 13th Everything we know is a compound and all sense knowledge comes through analysis. To think that mind is a simple, single or independent, is dualism. Philosophy is not got by studying books. The more you read books, the more muddled becomes the mind. The idea of unthinking philosophers was that the mind was a simple, and this led them to believe in free will. Psychology, the analysis of the mind, shows the mind to be a compound, and every compound must be held together by some outside force. So the will is bound by the combination of outside forces. Man cannot even will to eat unless he is hungry. Will is subject to desire, but we are free. Everyone feels it. The agnostic says this idea is a delusion. Then how prove the world? Its only proof is that we all see it and feel it so, just as much as we all feel freedom. If universal consensus affirms this world, then it must be accepted as affirming freedom. But freedom is not of the will as it is. The constitutional belief of man in freedom is the basis of all reasoning. Freedom is of the will as it was before it became bound. The very idea of free will shows every moment man's struggle against bondage. The free can be only one, the unconditioned, the infinite, the unlimited. Freedom in man is now a memory, an attempt towards freedom. Everything in the universe is struggling to complete a circle, to return to its source, to return to its only real source, Atman. The search for happiness is a struggle to find the balance, to restore the equilibrium. Morality is the struggle of the bound will to get free and is the proof that we have come from perfection. The idea of duty is the midday sun of misery, scorching the very soul. O King, drink this one drop of nectar and be happy. I am not the doer, this is the nectar. Let there be action without reaction. Action is pleasant, all misery is reaction. The child puts its hand in the flame that is pleasure but when its system reacts then comes the pain of burning. When we can stop that reaction then we have nothing to fear. Control the brain and do not let it read the record. Be the witness and do not react. Only thus can you be happy. The happiest moments we ever know are when we entirely forget ourselves. Work of your own free will, not from duty. We have no duty. This world is just a gymnasium in which we play. Our life is an eternal holiday. The whole secret of existence is to have no fear. Never fear what will become of you. Depend on no one. Only the moment you reject all help are you free. The false sponge can absorb no more. Even fighting in self-defence is wrong, though it is higher than fighting in aggression. There is no righteous indignation, because indignation comes from not recognising sameness in all things. Sunday, July 14th. Philosophy in India means that through which we see God, the rationale of religion. So no Hindu would ever ask for a link between religion and philosophy. Concrete, generalized, abstract are the three stages in the process of philosophy. The highest abstraction, in which all things agree, is the one. In religion, we have first symbols and forms, next mythology, and last philosophy. The first two are for the time being. Philosophy is the underlying basis of all, and the others are only stepping stones in the struggle to reach the ultimate. In Western religion... The idea is that without the New Testament and Christ, there could be no religion. A similar belief exists in Judaism with regard to Moses and the prophets, because these religions are dependent upon mythology only. Real religion, the highest, rises above mythology. It can never rest upon that. Modern science has really made the foundations of religion strong. That the whole universe is one is scientifically demonstrable. What the metaphysicians call being, the physicist calls matter. But there is no real fight between the two, for both are one. Though an atom is invisible, unthinkable, yet in it, are the whole power and potency of the universe. That is exactly what the Vedantist says of Atman. All sects are really saying the same thing in different words. Vedanta and modern science both posit a self-evolving cause. In itself are all the causes. Take for example the potter shaping a pot. The potter is the primal cause The clay the material cause And the wheel the instrumental cause But the Atman is all three Atman is cause and manifestation too The Vedantist says the universe is not real It is only apparent Nature is God seen through Nescience The Pantheists say God has become nature or this world The Advaitists affirm that God is appearing as this world, but he is not this world. We can only know experience as a mental process, a fact in the mind as well as a mark in the brain. We cannot push the brain back or forward, but we can the mind. It can stretch over all time, past, present and future. And so facts in the mind are eternally preserved. All facts are already generalised in mind, which is omnipresent. Kant's great achievement was the discovery that time, space and causation are modes of thought. But Vedanta taught this ages ago and called it maya. Schopenhauer stands on reason only and rationalises the Vedas. Shankara maintained the orthodoxy of the Vedas. Treeness, or the idea of tree, found out among trees, is knowledge, and the highest knowledge is one. Personal God is the last generalisation of the universe, only hazy not clear-cut and philosophic. Unity is self-evolving, out of which everything comes. Physical science is to find out facts. Metaphysics is the thread to bind the flowers into a bouquet. Every abstraction is metaphysical. Even putting manure at the root of a tree involves a process of abstraction. Religion includes the concrete, the more generalized and the ultimate unity. Do not stick to particularizations. Get to the principle, to the one. Devils are machines of darkness. Angels are machines of light. But both are machines. Man alone is alive Break the machine, strike the balance, and then man can become free. This is the only world where man can work out his salvation. Whom the self chooses is true. Election is true, but put it within. As an external and fatalistic doctrine, it is horrible. Monday, July 15th. Where there is polyandry, as in Tibet, women are physically stronger than the men. When the English go there, these women carry large men up the mountains. In Malabar, although of course polyandry does not obtain there, the women lead in everything. Exceptional cleanliness is apparent everywhere. And there is the greatest impetus to learning. When I myself was in that country, I met many women who spoke good Sanskrit, while in the rest of India, not one woman in a million can speak it. Mastery elevates, and servitude debases. Malabar has never been conquered either by the Portuguese or by the Muslims. The Dravidians were a non-Aryan race of Central Asia, who preceded the Aryans, and those of southern India were the most civilised. Women with them stood higher than men. They subsequently divided, some going to Egypt, others to Babylonia, and the rest remaining in India. Tuesday, July 16th Shankara. The unseen cause leads us to sacrifice and worship, which in turn produce seen results. But to attain liberation, we must first hear, then think or reason, and then meditate upon Brahman. The result of works and the result of knowledge are two different things. Do and do not do are the background of all morality but they really belong only to the body and the mind all happiness and misery are inextricably connected with the senses and body is necessary to experience them the higher the body the higher the standard of virtue even up to brahma but all have bodies As long as there is a body, there must be pleasure and pain. Only when one has got rid of the body can one escape them. The Atman is bodiless, says Shankara. No law can make you free. You are free. Nothing can give you freedom if you have it not already. The Atman is self-illumined. Cause and effect do not reach there, and this disembodiedness is freedom. Beyond what was or is or is to be is Brahman. As an effect, freedom would have no value, it would be a compound, and as such would contain the seeds of bondage. It is the one real factor, not to be attained, but the real nature of the soul. Work and worship, however, are necessary to take away the veil, to lift off the bondage and illusion. They do not give us freedom, but all the same, without effort on our own part, we do not open our eyes and see what we are. Shankara says further that Advaita Vedanta is the crowning glory of the Vedas. But the lower Vedas are also necessary because they teach work and worship and through these many come to the Lord. Others may come without any help but Advaita. Work and worship lead to the same result as Advaita. Books cannot teach God for they can destroy ignorance. Their action is negative To hold to the books and at the same time open the way to freedom is Shankara's great achievement. But after all it is a kind of hair-splitting. Give man first the concrete, then raise him to the highest by slow degrees. This is the effort of the various religions and explains their existence and why each is suited to some stage of development the very books are a part of the ignorance they help to dispel their duty is to drive out the ignorance that has come upon knowledge truth shall drive out untruth you are free and cannot be made so so long as you have a creed you have no God he who knows he knows knows nothing who can know the knower There are two eternal facts in existence, God and the universe, the former unchangeable, the latter changeable. The world exists eternally, where your mind cannot grasp the amount of change, you call it eternity. You see the stone or the bas-relief on it, but not both at once, yet both are one. Can you make yourself at rest even for a second? All yogis say you can. The greatest sin is to think yourself weak. No one is greater. Realize you are Brahman. Nothing has power except what you give it. We are beyond the sun, the stars, the universe. Teach the godhood of man. Deny evil, create none. Stand up and say, I am the master, the master of all. We forge the chain, and we alone can break it. No action can give you freedom. Only knowledge can make you free. Knowledge is irresistible. The mind cannot take it or reject it. When it comes, the mind has to accept it. So it is not a work of the mind, only its expression comes in the mind. Work or worship is to bring you back to your own nature. It is an entire illusion that the self is the body, so even while living here in the body, we can be free. The body has nothing in common with the self. Illusion is taking the real for the unreal, not nothing at all. Wednesday, July 17th Ramanuja divides the universe into Chet, Achet and Ishvara, man, nature and God, conscious, subconscious and superconscious. Shankara, on the contrary, says that Chet, The soul is the same as God. God is truth, is knowledge, is infinity. These are not qualities. Any thought of God is a qualification and all that can be said of him is Om Tat Sat. Shankara further asks, Can you see existence separate from everything else? Where is the differentiation between two objects? Not in sense perception, else all would be one in it. We have to perceive in sequence. In getting knowledge of what a thing is, we get also something which it is not. The differentiae are in the memory and are got by comparison with what is stored there. Difference is not in the nature of a thing, it is in the brain. Homogeneous one is outside, differentiae are inside, in the mind. So the idea of many is the creation of the mind. Differentiae become qualities when they're separate, but joined in one object. We cannot say positively what differentiation is, all that we see and feel about things is pure and simple existence, isness. All else is in us. Being is the only positive proof that we have of anything. All differentiation is really secondary reality, as the snake in the rope, because the serpent too had a certain reality in that something was seen although misapprehended. When the knowledge of the rope becomes negative, the knowledge of the snake becomes positive, and vice versa. But the fact that you see only one does not prove that the other is non-existent. The idea of the world is an obstruction covering the idea of God, and is to be removed, but it does have an existence. Shankara says again, Perception is the last proof of existence. It is self-effulgent and self-conscious, because to go beyond the senses we should still need perception. Perception is independent of the senses, of all instruments, unconditioned. There can be no perception without consciousness. Perception has self-luminosity, which in a lesser degree is called consciousness. Not one act of perception can be unconscious. In fact, consciousness is the nature of perception. Existence and perception are one thing, not two things joined together. That which needs no cause is infinite, so as perception is the last proof of itself, it is eternal. It is always subjective. Perception itself is its own perceiver. Perception is not in the mind, but perception brings mind. It is absolute, the only knower, so perception is really the Atman. Perception itself perceives, but the Atman cannot be a knower, because a knower becomes such by the action of knowledge. But Shankara says, this Atman is not I, because the consciousness, I am, Aham, is not in the Atman. We are but reflections of that Atman, and Atman and Brahman are one. When you talk and think of the Absolute, you have to do it in the Relative, so all these logical arguments apply. In Yoga, perception and realization are one. Vishishtadvaita, of which Ramanuja is the exponent, is seeing partial unity and is a step toward Advaita. Vishishtam means differentiation. Prakriti is the nature of the world and change comes upon it. Changeful thoughts expressed in changeful words can never prove the absolute. You reach only something that is minus certain qualities, not Brahman itself. Only a verbal unification, the highest abstraction, but not the non-existence of the relative. Thursday, July the 18th The lesson today was mainly Shankara's argument against the conclusions of the Sankhya philosophy. The Sankhya's say that consciousness is a compound and beyond that the last analysis gives us the Purusha, witness, but that there are many Purushas, each of us is one. Advaita, on the contrary, affirms that Purushas can be only one, that Purusha cannot be conscious, unconscious, or have any qualification, for either these qualities would bind, or they would eventually cease. So the one must be without any qualities, even knowledge, and it cannot be the cause of the universe or of anything. In the beginning, existence only, One without a second, says the Vedas. The presence of sattva with knowledge does not prove that sattva is the cause of knowledge. On the contrary, sattva calls out what was already existing in man as the fire heats an iron ball placed near it by arousing the heat latent in it, not by entering into the ball. Shankara says knowledge is not a bondage because it is the nature of God. The world ever is, whether manifested or unmanifested, so an eternal object exists. Jnana, Bala, Kriya, knowledge, power, activity, is God. Nor does he need form because the finite only needs form to interpose as an obstruction to catch and hold infinite knowledge. But God really needs no such help. There is no moving soul. There is only one Atman. Jiva, individual soul, is the conscious ruler of this body in whom the five life principles come into unity. And yet that very Jiva is the Atman, Because all is Atman. What you think about it is your delusion and not in the Jiva. You are God, and whatever else you may think is wrong. You must worship the Self in Krishna, not Krishna as Krishna. Only by worshipping the Self can freedom be won. Even personal God is but the Self objectified. Intense search after my own reality is bhakti, says Shankara. All the means we take to reach God are true. It is only like trying to find the pole star by locating it through the stars that are around it. The Bhagavad Gita is the best authority on Vedanta. Friday, July 19th So long as I say you... I have the right to speak of God protecting us. When I see another, I must take all the consequences and put in the third, the ideal which stands between us. That is the apex of the triangle. The vapour becomes snow, then water, then Ganges. But when it is vapour, there is no Ganges, and when it is water, we think of no vapour in it. The idea of creation or change is inseparably connected with the will. So long as we perceive this world in motion, we have to conceive will behind it. Physics proves the utter delusion of the senses. Nothing really is as we see, hear, feel, smell, taste it. Certain vibrations... Producing certain results affect our senses. We know only relative truth. The Sanskrit word for truth is isness, sat. From our present standpoint, this world appears to us as will and consciousness. Personal God is as much an entity for himself as we are for ourselves and no more. God can also be seen as a form, just as we are seen. As men we must have a God, as gods we need none. This is why Sri Ramakrishna constantly saw the Divine Mother ever present within him, more real than any other thing around him. But in samadhi, all went but the Self. Personal God comes nearer and nearer until he melts away and there is no more personal God and no more I. All is merged in self. Consciousness is a bondage. The argument from design claims that intelligence precedes form. But if intelligence is the cause of anything, it itself is in its turn an effect. It is Maya. God creates us, and we create God, and this is Maya. The circle is unbroken. Mind creates body, and body creates mind. The egg brings the chicken, the chicken the egg. The tree the seed, the seed the tree. The world is neither entirely differentiated, nor yet entirely homogeneous. Man is free and must rise above both sides. Both are right in their place, but to reach truth, isness, we must transcend all that we now know of existence, will, consciousness, doing, going, knowing. There is no real individuality of the jiva, separate soul. Eventually it as a compound will go to pieces. Only that which is beyond further analysis is simple and that alone is truth, freedom, immortality, bliss. All struggles for the preservation of this elusive individuality are really vices. All struggles to lose this individuality are virtues. Everything in the universe is trying to break down this individuality either consciously or unconsciously. All morality is based upon the destruction of separateness or false individuality, because that is the cause of all sin. Morality exists first, later religion codifies it. Customs come first, and then mythology follows to explain them. While things are happening, they come by a higher law than reasoning. That arises later in the attempt to understand them. Reasoning is not the motive power, it is chewing the cud afterwards. Reason is the historian of the actions of the human being. Buddha was a great Vedantist, for Buddhism was really only an offshoot of Vedanta and Shankara is often called a hidden Buddhist. Buddha made the analysis, Shankara made the synthesis out of it. Buddha never bowed down to anything, neither Veda nor caste nor priest nor custom. He fearlessly reasoned so far as reason could take him. Such a fearless search for truth, and such love for every living thing, the world has never seen. Buddha was the Washington of the religious world. He conquered a throne only to give it to the world, as Washington did to the American people. He sought nothing for himself. Saturday, July 20th Perception is our only real knowledge or religion. Talking about it for ages will never make us know our soul. There is no difference between theories and atheism. In fact, the atheist is the truer man. Every step I take in the light is mine forever. When you go to a country and see it, then it is yours. We have each to see for ourselves. Teachers can only bring the food. We must eat it to be nourished. Argument can never prove God save as a logical conclusion. It is impossible to find God outside of ourselves. Our own souls contribute all the divinity that is outside of us. We are the greatest temple. The objectification is only a faint imitation of what we see within ourselves. Concentration of the powers of the mind is our only instrument to help us see God. If you know one soul, your own, you know all souls, past, present and to come. The will concentrates the mind. Certain things excite and control this will, such as reason, love, devotion, breathing etc., The concentrated mind is a lamp that shows us every corner of the soul. No one method can suit all. These different methods are not steps necessary to be taken one after another. Ceremonials are the lowest form. Next, God external, and after that, God internal. In some cases, gradation may be needed, but in many only one way is required. It would be the height of folly to say to everyone, you must pass through karma and bhakti before you can reach jnana. Stick to your own reason until you reach something higher, and you will know it to be higher, because it will not jar with reason. The stage beyond consciousness is inspiration, samadhi but never mistake hysterical trances for the real thing. It is a terrible thing to claim this inspiration falsely, to mistake instinct for inspiration. There is no external test for inspiration. We know it ourselves. Our guardian against mistake is negative, the voice of reason. All religion is going beyond reason but reason is the only guide to get there. Instinct is like ice, reason is the water, and inspiration is the subtlest form or vapour. One follows the other. Everywhere is this eternal sequence. Unconsciousness, consciousness, intelligence, matter, body, mind and to us it seems as if the chain began with the particular link we first lay hold of. Arguments on both sides are of equal weight, and both are true. We must reach beyond both, to where there is neither one nor the other. These successions are all maya. Religion is above reason, supernatural. Faith is not belief. It is the grasp on the ultimate, an illumination. First hear, then reason and find out all that reason can give about the Atman. Let the flood of reason flow over it, then take what remains. If nothing remains, thank God you have escaped a superstition. When you have determined that nothing can take away the Atman that it stands every test. Hold fast to this and teach it to all. Truth cannot be partial. It is for the good of all. Finally, in perfect rest and peace, meditate upon it. Concentrate your mind upon it. Make yourself one with it. Then no speech is needed. Silence will carry the truth. Do not spend your energy in talking, but meditate in silence. And do not let the rush of the outside world disturb you. When your mind is in the highest state, you are unconscious of it. Accumulate power in silence and become a dynamo of spirituality. What can a beggar give? Only a king can give. And he only when he wants nothing himself. Hold your money merely as a custodian for what is God's. Have no attachment for it. Let name and fame and money go. They are a terrible bondage. Feel the wonderful atmosphere of freedom. You are free, free, free. Oh, blessed am I freedom am I I am the infinite in my soul I can find no beginning and no end all is myself say this unceasingly Sunday, July the 21st Patanjali's yoga aphorisms Yoga is the science of restraining the chitta mind from breaking into vrittis, modifications. Mind is a mixture of sensations and feelings, or action and reaction, so it cannot be permanent. The mind has a fine body, and through this it works on the gross body. Vedanta says that behind the mind is the real self. It accepts the other two, but posits a third, the eternal, the ultimate, the last analysis, the unit where there is no further compound. Birth is recomposition, death is decomposition, and the final analysis is where Atman is found. There being no further division possible, the perduring is reached. The whole ocean is present at the back of each wave and all manifestations are waves, some very big, some small, yet all are the ocean in their essence, the whole ocean, but as waves each is a part. When the waves are stilled, then all is one. A spectator without a spectacle, says Patanjali, When the mind is active, the Atman is mixed up with it. The repetition of old forms in quick succession is memory. Be unattached. Knowledge is power, and getting one, you get the other. By knowledge, you can even banish the material world. When you can mentally get rid of one quality after another from any object... Until all are gone, you can at will make the object itself disappear from your consciousness. Those who are ready advance very quickly and can become yogis in six months. The less developed may take several years. And anyone by faithful work and by giving up everything else and devoting himself solely to practice can reach the goal in 12 years. Bhakti will bring you there without any of these mental gymnastics, but it is a slower way. Ishvara is the Atman as seen or grasped by the mind. His highest name is Om, so repeat it, meditate on it, and think of all its wonderful nature and attributes. Repeating the Om continually is the only true worship. It is not a word, it is God himself. Religion gives you nothing new. It only takes off obstacles and lets you see yourself. Sickness is the first great obstacle... A healthy body is the best instrument. Melancholy is an almost insuperable barrier. If you have once known Brahman, never after can you be melancholy. Doubt, want of perseverance, mistaken ideas are other obstacles. Pranas are subtle energies ...sources of motion. These are ten in all... five inward... ...and five outward. One great current flows upwards... ...and the other downwards. Pranayama is controlling the pranas... ...through breathing. Breath is the fuel... ...prana is the steam... ...and the body is the engine. Pranayama has three parts... Puraka, in-breathing, Kumbhaka, holding the breath, Rechaka, out-breathing. The Guru is the conveyance in which the spiritual influence is brought to you. Anyone can teach, but the spirit must be passed on by the Guru to the Shisha, disciple, and that will fructify. The relation between Shishas is that of brotherhood, and this is actually accepted by law in India. The guru passes the thought power, the mantra, that he has received from those before him, and nothing can be done without a guru. In fact, great danger ensues. Usually, without a guru, these yoga practices lead to lust, but with one, This seldom happens. Each Ishta has a mantra. The Ishta is the ideal peculiar to the particular worshipper. The mantra is the external word to express it. Constant repetition of the word helps to fix the ideal firmly in the mind. This method of worship prevails among religious devotees all over India.